I'm here at Dick's, here to help you with your dick. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Get you some so you can get you some. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but at a fraction of the price. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready when an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so you don't gotta go to a doctor's office. Wait in line at a pharmacy and have an awkward conversation. Blue Chew tablets are made in the USA. They are made in the USA. And they're prepared to ship direct to your door in a discreet package so only you and Blue Chew know about it, all right? So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform in the bedroom, in the kitchen, in the living room, in the foyer, wherever you want to do it, Blue Chew can help. You get Blue Chew for free when you use the promo code KING at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com. Promo code KING, K-I-N-G. That's me. Go to BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. Thank you, Blue Chew, for sponsoring the show. Blue Chew. All right. I'm Space Ghost. This is Shampoo. Shampoo. King of all blacks. What are you doing? Introducing the show? Yes, this is the show. I thought I'd do that. We're here at the legendary revolution of hip-hop, part of the Hip-Hop Museum. 50 years of hip-hop is next year. 50 years? 50 years. We're here with the owner and curator. I I don't know all your titles, but (laughs) we're here with Rocky Buchanan. The number one man. Number one man, Rocky. (laughs) The number one man, Rocky, is here to explain to us what's going on with the Hip Hop Museum and everything that's got, they got going on and just give us the knowledge on what's happening. Well, you know, Universal Hip Hop Museum is a project that I've been working on for 13 years. Mm. It's finally uh, coming to the finish line. Construction is almost done. And we open in 2024. So this is, uh, this is our temporary space here at the Revolution of Hip Hop. And we've been here for three years now, since 2019. And this current exhibit is celebrating the golden era of hip hop. So what made you, what made you get um, involved in this? Like what, what drove you to get involved in this? I've been in hip hop from the very beginning. I started as a teenage DJ in the early 70s. Oh, okay. okay. So my cousin Pete DJ Jones was the top disc jockey here in New York, New York City. And I was his protege. So I basically I've been DJing since I was 15 years old. Mm. Hey, it gives you a, 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 um, an impression. Not saying you old, but it gives a good impression, uh, a good memory of how uh, how long hip hop been around. Yeah, I mean hip hop is turning 50 years old next year. I'm 63, so join the club. I'm 60. He's the only young buck. <laughs> yeah, I'm he young, can take but, care of what we can. You know what I'm talking about? But to do the history and to see what's going on is always intriguing. I've always been a, a, intrigued by hip-hop and looking at the past and seeing what the future has. Because I'm, I'm always looking at the future. I see the new guys. I talk to the new guys. And to go back in the past and see what they were doing, we're kind of doing the same thing. It's just a more upgraded version. And more, more ways to... Uh, for people to view it. Back yeah. in the day, it, it, I, I remember back in the day, you had to go physically there to see people. They, they had a camaraderie about it. 
I'll meet you there, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. You know, it was a Technology <clears throat> is a good thing and a bad thing, you know? Well, I not a, a bad thing, but I, I have an MBA in technology management, so I know everything. I knew you was educated. You seem like <laughs> one of them brothers. Yeah, that's yes. educated. So technology is a dual sword. It, it's used for to uplift and empower, yeah. and it's also used for destruction. Mm-hmm. You know, so you got to be careful with technology. You just can't let it go free. Yeah, you got to have controls on it in order to maintain it and manage it. So what do you think, what do you think about um, is hip hop now? It, wait, is is hip hop music now? Should that be called hip hop music? Absolutely, one hundred percent. Hip hop music, champion. Yeah. Some people, might, you know, yeah, like this a lot. A lot of people say that today's music is not hip hop, but it it actually is. It's just an evolution of what it, what hip hop is. Was, yeah. You know, hip hop changes. Yeah. From generation. Just like we do. From generation to generation, and that's why it stays around so long. Because if it didn't change, anything that doesn't change or adapts dies off. Uh-huh. And because hip hop is always, you know, something that can be, you know, uh, almost like a chameleon, change its colors mm. and, and change its shape and form. That's why kids, every generation, you know, uh, embrace it because they make it their own. Yeah. And that's what today's generation is doing. They're making it their own. But but in that, in that, I, I sat down with a lot of legends and things like that, and I've, I was speaking to a lot of hip-hop legends, but the accuracy of the story, how is the hip-hop museum going to kind of fix that? Because a lot of people say Grandmaster Fly was started. Grandmaster Grandmaster Flash started. Yeah, a lot of people think that, but people will say flowers, and Flash will say flowers. And a lot of people will say different things, but how are you... You guys gonna say that? Make the accuracy, make the lane. Where did it start? Well, (laughs) I'm the only one that knows everything. Okay. Because I was with Pete DJ Jones, so Flowers was my best 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 friends, but those guys were not hip hop. Okay. They were disco DJs. Okay. I never heard of him DJ Flowers. Yeah, I mean, I'm sad with Clark Kent. Clark Kent gives it kind of to Flowers as an inspiration to start the blending and all that stuff, Mm. and then. Flash came yeah, about. Fla- really Flowers was it. the best mixture there was. I mean, when you went to a, a Flowers party and you danced to the music, you know, he just had this way of blending the music. And you didn't even, I mean, you mm-hmm. knew the songs were changing, yeah. but you couldn't tell. Seamless. Because, because that's how good it was. And today, you know, a lot of kids got caught up in the chopping and the cutting and the scratching. And it's, it's great, um, you know, for energy, but it's not great to basically keep the crowd dancing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. And that's the key, because I think some DJs, even to this day, they, 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 they feel like it's all about them. So it's like they trying to, like, get nasty on the turntable, but they don't care about the people dancing. You right. Know? You know, I mean... <clears throat> the, the real, the real guys like a Flash, who's you know comes from the same era as me, uh, Bambada, anyone that came from the '70s, you know, knows how important a DJ is in in order to control the crowd. Of course. But if you came up in the you know mid '80s, late '80s, you know you're still good at what you do. Yeah. Because you know you know you got to develop a craft, but. It's it becomes more of a showcase mm, than, than it is about you know 
Yeah. Look at me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming, coming to you know make sure that the party is the party. Well, that's true. That's, that's that goes with what you're saying about evolving. I guess that evolves too. Oh yeah. In terms of different, you know. Yeah. Every, I always think of it like it's bad, like, but it's not. It's, it's, just, it's just changing. It's just changing. It's just changing. Only thing bad is when I look in the mirror and I got the shower. <laughs> now that 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 type of you know what I'm saying. That ain't evolving. Right. That's going the other way. Right. <laughs> yeah, you know, well, listen, they say as soon as you're born, you start dying. So. Oh, God, who said that? Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. It's My true. doctor said that. He said, if you live long enough, you'll die of something. I said, damn, that's kind of depressing. Come on, man. Well, we, we that age. You, you I 30 something years old. I, I just don't think about it. I, because you that age. <laughs> you still got elastic in your skin. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, but I wanted to ask you something, and and because I always tell Space Ghost, and you know, not definitely not promoting it, but I'm just saying, I when when drugs, when people back in the day, because I was there, people was doing a lot of, not a lot of drugs, they was doing. Do you think? Do you think? First of all, do you think drugs should be legalized? No. Okay. None. None. Marijuana, none? Marijuana is okay, but you know, really, <clears throat> you, studies are going to come out and see that marijuana is really going to be detrimental to a lot of people. <clears throat> because, How do you think? That's a because, good because it's, it, 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 it's, it's more toxic than cigarettes. You know, it's, it's going to cause a lot of cancer. It's going to cause, oh, um, you know, it's going to cause some mental health issues because there's a lot of kids that can't, can't take the to, you know the toxic to, toxic levels that in cannabis they just can't take it. It affects their brain chemistry. Mm. I never heard that side of it. I wonder. I wonder. Do you 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 know that fact? Okay. I wonder why they're not promoting that. I mean, no, you know, not they, promoting. I'm because because it's an industry now that people they couldn't control it. Yeah. So. They had to do something. They'd like, look, if you can't beat it, join it. Mm. So the, the, the government basically is now, you know, they used to incarcerate us now for it. Now they want to make money off of it. And the people who are making money off of it are really more white people than black and brown people. Yeah. You always and, get and, the end of the stick. And, and, and the black and brown people who should make money off of it are not allowed to get the licenses to create... Uh, dispensaries and all kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's really it's just it's just big business now. That's all it is. You can't stop it like a freight train. It's yeah. like a freight train. It is. But I remember when we when we was young, we used to go to the parties and again I'm not promoting anything, but like everybody that people was doing cocaine and, and this and that. And you didn't you didn't hear of any deaths having to do with that. Now you fast forward to now it's those same drugs, which either way, it doesn't matter to me, but those same drugs that we used to glorify back in the day are being condemned today. That could be a good thing, but I'm just saying it's, it's me personally, I think all drugs should be legalized, but, but then again, but then again, that's me. I don't feel like people say, uh, drugs and hip hop, like people doing this and pills and all this stuff. Now, 
Well, if you go, we if, did it. We, we not we, but we. Well, if, I if you go to uh, Amsterdam, all drugs are legalized. Yeah, you know, so you could do any any drug you want, and they got areas where you can do drugs at in in Amsterdam, uh, and they know how to manage it. But uh, at the same time, they have a lot of individuals who are homeless. They have a lot of individuals who have uh, not, not, not able to manage their lives because they're addicted to something. So, you know, uh, but it's, it's, it's a free society out there. So, you know, today, <clears throat> you know, drugs are, you know, it's, it's an underground market. Too. It's an underground market. And, and it's going to remain an underground market because... You know, there are, you know, you know, here, here in, in the U.S. you have laws and restrictions. And, and as long as there's laws prohibiting something, there's always going to be a black market for it. So, um, and if you open it up, you know, there's going to be still a black market because they're going to have controls on how things can be used yeah. and not used yeah. and who can get access to it and who can't. And, and those folks who are not allowed to get access to it, they're gonna still have a ways to to get like, to, to get to it. You know, like so. when I, I went the other day, about a week ago, I went to a legal dispensary where I live in New Jersey. And it was it was first of all it was it was too expensive for one. And for two it was too it gave me the it maybe because I'm older, but it gave me a sterilized feel to it. It didn't have that underground feel like you shouldn't be doing something like you know what I mean it, it took the ambiance away from it then I went up there in the Bronx and you know going out there. It, 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 it's some intrigue to it right you know what I'm saying so you like it's always going to be an yeah, underground but that's market. part of the curve if, if, if it's more sterilized that way it's more safe and less people like want that that's thrill true. of that's doing that's something true. they might they might not do drugs anymore because it's like the thrill is gone yeah, yeah, the guy with that type of effect. Now that in um, in hip and um hip hop, do you do you feel, do you feel like the the uh, people that started it or or you know back like you said thirty years ago for you, do you think that some of them are kind of bitter that they didn't because they had big crowds. I was there. They had huge crowds. Do you think that they? feel that they didn't get what they deserve as far as monetary fame, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's natural. But. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's like anything that has a start, middle, and an end. The people who start it are not necessarily the people who benefit from it. Um, you know, and the same holds true for the cats that, you know, came up the first generation hip hop uh, guys and girls, you know, they created something they didn't expect it to become what it what it is. Yeah. And now that it is, you know, this big business, you know, they they're like, you know, well, I started this, I started that, and you know, they want to just make sure that their legacy is preserved. Mm -hmm. That's what the museum does, and that's what our responsibility is: is to make sure that everyone's story is documented and celebrated. But don't forget about the foundation. Yeah, and you know th those cats will always be part of the history, 
Uh, but in terms of, you know, getting compensated, you know, you know, it's it's like the NBA players, you know, the first NBA players were getting paid like twenty thousand dollars, you know, a year. To us. We picking cotton. You know what I'm saying? We built the country. It was the same it's the same premise. Right. You, you know, know so, so we so, gotta remind people that we built the country. People don't want to hear that shit, but Yeah, so you know, today's NBA guys, you know, Stefan and LeBron, they're making hundreds of millions of dollars, but that wasn't the way it was in the beginning. Uh-uh. Absolutely. But are you guys gonna highlight like the beefs and the dramas from this from this thing? Because there was a lot of that going on as well. Is that being highlighted or, or documented and saying how, you know? Uh, well, you know, in order to tell a complete history, you gotta tell the full story. So, yeah, you know, <clears throat> but you have to do it in a very uh, scholarly kind of way. You don't yeah. just say this guy hated that guy. Well, not guy. like that. Like, like you know, the bridge is over and all that. All well, that was on black though. Today is like yeah. I mean, I'll see you outside and yeah, there's gang know. culture today, but I don't know. If, I don't think they're gonna highlight the gangs. As much, you know, but, but there wasn't the gangs. Beat. There wasn't gangs then in hip hop. Yes, oh, yes, there was. It was. It was? Yes, there oh, yeah. was. I remember. Yeah, I mean, man. I mean, I guess the septicons and all that like, stuff was was relevant. Like that was that was in there. That yeah, was all the, that. The, the there was always gangs in hip hop, but you know, hip hop was founded on four principles: peace, love, unity, and having fun. And that's the true essence of what hip hop is. So our the Universal Hip Hop Museum focuses on those four principles. Mm. You know, how do we tell the story of everyone around peace, unity, love, and having fun? We're not here to promote violence. We're not here to advocate guns mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. We're, we're not doing that. But what about battle rap? Is that being, is that a part of it? Is there, is if you there go to our social it? media, this whole month is nothing but stories about battle rap. Yeah. On our, on our Instagram page. But how is that, how is it going to be highlighted in the museum? Can you, can you the same way that? it's being highlighted on social media today. Okay. You know, so battle rap has always been part of what hip hop is. Okay. Not, not just battle rap, battle DJs. That, yeah, yeah. The DJs used to battle each other before oh, the yeah. battles. They tried to bring some of that back on the verses. You know, the verses. I, it gave me that feel of, of back then. You know? mm -hmm. But, um, and, um, like a friend of mine named Dupreen, he called me about a week ago and he, you know, he was just saying, like, the rap now is anti black. Like, he's saying that hip hop now is, is anti black. And I asked him how to explain it. He said, because everything they say is anti us. Yeah, I'm not sure I buy buy into that. I, I think that, you know, you got acts like Kendrick Lamar, who's all about black. Yeah. You got J. Cole, who's all about black. You got Rhapsody, female rapper, who's yeah. all about being black. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so you got a lot of good rappers out there today that still talk Nas. about... Nas. Nas is, Nas, yeah. you know, she's still relevant. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he's all about, you know... Wait a minute, 21 Savage said he's not relevant. Yeah, but 21 Savage is too young to know what, what relevant means. He tried to get away from saying he wasn't from London. He called uh, him, though. I understand. What he, I didn't understand where he was coming from with the relevancy, but... How do you understand that? What are you talking about? Because it, he's talking about, it, as far as today's standard, what the young guys are listening to, he, people are not really keen on Nas. They're not, the, young, the young audience is not really paying attention to Nas so as much as... 
that uh, we, we were in the past. So are the young people into Jay-Z? Jay-Z come out album with young people? It'll probably be the same response. As, yeah. as, It'll be the so, same response. So, well, it's not saying that Nas is terrible, he makes no, terrible music. No, I understand it's saying that the young guys are not really chugging for Nas in that way. Uh, That's basically what, the, what he was the, trying to the, say. Today's generation only knows what they know. They, they don't know. We get kids in here all day long and they come in here, they don't know none of these artists in here. They don't know Bismarcky, they don't know Rakim. Yeah. They don't know nobody. And that's what the museum does, is to educate them, inform, inform them on, on who they are and why they're important and why they should know about these guys. Mm -hmm. So that's the whole purpose of having a museum. Because if you look at some of the new people, uh, now I don't name them, but a lot of them guys looked at these things, they thought like they didn't, but they got their style and you know things like that, like I'm fly. This person is this person, this person. Just like you said, Kendrick Lamar got his lane. They had their lane, the De La Soul back in the day. You know what I'm saying? They, they lane. But what do you think? When did, when did the violence, I know you don't, you're not promoting it, but it's, it is, when did it seep in? When, like, when did it seep in? So hip hop was founded on gangs, right? So, you know, I was in the Uptown organization we had the Black Spades, we had Intercrime, we had the Peacemakers, the Grim Reapers, the Savage Nomads, uh -huh. Savage Skulls, the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the uh, White Angels. I mean, all New York City had gangs all over the place. But hip hop was founded on bringing all the gangs together. That's why the movie Warriors was kind of like, uh -huh. like hip hop almost yeah. told that story. But yeah, yeah. all the gangs came together and formed the Peace Treaty. And from that peace treaty came the Zulu Nation. The Zulu Nation was formed. Mm. And that was the foundation of what hip-hop culture is. So hip-hop came from gangs. And then it was all about peace, unity, love, and having fun. And today's gangs are different because it's more about um, economics than it is about you know, unity and love. It's like, how do I make money and you're in my turf and yeah, yeah, you know, uh -huh. you're out of bounds and you know. That, no holds barred. No holds barred. Uh -huh. So that, that's, that, that is the difference between today's gangs and the gangs of the past. Okay. The gangs of the past was about community. This is not about community today. What do you think is, because you know from the 70s on to the, what is the golden era? Because they do say the 90s is the golden era, but... Yeah, they do say I the 90s. I got some guys that say, you know, it was more in that mid-80s to the 90s. So the golden era is 80... This is the golden era. 86 to 90. 86 to 90. And the reason why that's the golden era is because two things happened in the golden era. MTV, which didn't play yes. any rap at all. Mm. They didn't even play, want to play Michael Jackson. They added Yo! MTV in 1986. Okay. And when Yo! MTV was added to, in 1986, the world started to see what rap was. The other one was the Source Magazine was born in 1986. And the Source Magazine allowed the white kids here in America to get excited about what hip-hop is. Okay. And when those two happened together, now hip-hop went from being this thing that was just about black and brown and a few little whites. Now 
the entire world saw it. So that was the acceleration of where hip hop started to take off. Mm. So we say, say um, that's 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 pretty much why I think when when things happen in the news, as far as um, you know, maybe an incident where a cop is is shooting an unarmed person. The big people in rap don't really say anything because because of the economics that they're, because, I'm sorry, not the economics, because there's so many people listening to their music, they don't want to offend a certain group. Because you got Asians, you got whites, anybody you can imagine is listening to rap. So they keep quiet. So they could, you know, I'm, no. Huh? <laughs> not at all. Uh, hip hip hop is the voice of the voiceless. So, I mean, you may have an NWA that's talking about things in their neighborhood one way. <clears throat> you may have Public Enemy that talks about things in a mm -hmm. different way. You may have X Clan that talks about things in a different way. You may have Tribe Called Quest that talks about things in a different way. Mm -hmm. So everybody talks about their own life experiences and what's important to them. Uh, stop the violence. Right now, you're watching two videos. On that screen is Stop the Violence, which was, you know, uh, a whole movement that happened during the golden era uh, to really address the gun violence in the community. And this, because of that, you got, we're all in the same gang on the West Coast. Mm. That was the second version that came out after uh, self-destruction. So, um, you know, Everyone addresses violence all the time. Well, ever since, ever since I was little, this is just a side note. Ever since I was little, I've heard, I've heard that saying: "We gotta stop. We gotta stop doing this to each other, doing this to each other." And I think, I think it is, it's going to take more than that than saying it to make it real. Yeah. Well, the the problem goes way before anything about hip-hop. It all starts with the Jim Crow era. And the Jim Crow era of the 50s was really about making black people feel inferior. And that inferior complex carried over from generation to generation. Mm. And unfortunately, a lot of our people, even today, older cats, young cats, they feel inferior to each other. So there's always going to be a certain amount of internal hatred against each other. Mm. That's, what they, that's what they wanted during the Jim Crow era. They want, wanted you to hate, hate yourself. They didn't wow. want you to feel inspired and empowered. So they like doesn't mean much. Right. So because you don't feel like you have any worth, Guess what? You don't care about him. He's worth less than me. Mm-hmm. Ah, damn. I mean, I heard that before, but the way you put it, it's like putting it where the goats can get it. As Joe <laughs> Madison would say. <laughs> I listen to him anymore. Circling back to hip-hop, uh, what about the other wow. elements like graffiti and breakdancing and things like that? How is that included well, into it? You look at our logo, you know, there's, it looks like music notes, but it's not. Okay. The logo has five bars representing the five elements of hip-hop. DJ and MC and graffiti, b-boys, and, and the last red line is knowledge. Those are the five elements of hip-hop. 
And that's what this whole museum is built on. I'm getting the sense that the, I don't remember, because I just was there, like, you know, watching it. But now, in hindsight, I think the break, I don't know if you agree or disagree, but the, the break dancing came with the, when the Hispanic got nope. involved. Nope. You said that quick. <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe, Fat Joe said that hip hop was 50 50 Hispanics and blacks created it together. <laughs> no, I don't think that, I don't think that's true, but that's, that's Fat Joe said that. And then somebody, I think, another yeah, you person said that like confirmed that. Like no, but another person him. confirmed that as well. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm Latino. Okay. And I've been there from the beginning. Yeah, Leland, can we Leland call it further too, Leland? I grew up with them, the Sugar Hill, uh, Mr. and Ms. Robinson. I grew up with them in jail. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, I mean, listen. Hip hop was started by black and brown teenagers, but the first B-boys, the original B-boys were black. Okay. They weren't, they weren't Spanish. So Trixie, Sasa, Clark Kent, the nigga oh, twins. Wow. They were all black. Yeah. They were, they were Cool Herc's Herculoids. Herculoids, yeah. And those were the original B-boys. Now, do you think, do you think that the, the ones that are living, a lot of them still living, but I'm saying, do you think that the Rakims and the, um, I'm trying to think of a couple of them. Big Daddy Kane, KRS. Big Daddy Kane's, KRS-One. Do you think that they should pass the torch? Because I see them when they come out, the sales is, you know, lackluster, yada, yada, yada. Not because of the music, it's because Tom, maybe Tom has moved on from them. Do you think, like a quarterback? Or no, I think Nas said, said it best, I mean, Hip-hop is the only genre where we kind of like date things. Mm. And no, that's, that's true. Rock and roll. Nope. They don't date it. Nope. Jazz, they don't date it. Now, in fact, it gets finer. It's like fine wine, like right. uh, Billy rock. Joel. It can sell out the garden. Right. right Billy Joel, mm -hmm. the Rolling Stones, the Beatles. These guys are almost 90 years old. They still touring. Yep. You know, but hip-hop, we have to classify... We have to fight over the little crumbs that they want us to fight over. That's the whole Jim Crow thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they want you to really just, oh, those guys don't mean nothing. They're not worth anything. It's just what's happening today. Do you think it's the record labels that's doing that? Like they're, they're trying to no, it's not. It, it's, hone it's, in the young it's talent? Us. It's our own mentality. Yeah? Yeah. But I heard you on Hot 97, and I, when, um, he bro asked you, did the, the, you said the record companies today didn't assist in... in, in no, they, they, they haven't given me a dime. Yeah. You know, but they will because they, they're going to have to. At some point. The, the, this, this museum is the most important project in hip-hop. There's nothing bigger than this museum in the world. What is their excuse? There's no excuse. They're just learning about it now. You know? Yeah, they're young. Okay. You know, um, the record labels have been watching us grow. You know, we had to get to a certain part in order to make people understand that this was an actual real project. Yeah. But now you look across the street and you see the mu museum across the street and it's, it's huge. It's huge. It and people come here from all around the world and they see this. And, and this is just a small piece of what's really going to happen. This is not even a small piece. This is like a fraction yeah. of what's going to be across the street. 
Oh, so, okay, that's how you did say this is temporary, but it's going to be across the street. From yeah, you can, when you go outside, you can see the building right across the street. Wow. Dang. So I'm, I'm, what about like the artifacts? So I know a lot of people have artifacts, a lot of people yes. have things that from the past, how do you guys vet that and make sure that they're authentic and they're being put into it? Uh, well, we have curators and our curators, you know, know what's real and what's not real. And, you know, we get stuff donated to us all the time. People donating clothes, uh, the Hit Factory donated a big studio console. You know, we got speakers from the Roxy. We got, that's Coolio's bike right there hanging yeah. up in the, in the front. Rest in peace. Yeah, cool, so, yeah. you know, I mean, we, we're getting stuff all the time. And as more and more people find out about the museum, especially if they have something of worth, they want it. I want to have that inside the museum. Yeah. So they, you know, they reach Put out. Put a stamp on it. Yeah. Uh, on the like, like I was looking at, um, I think that Bismarck, um, the Gucci sneakers. Yeah. And um, it's amazing how I didn't even think of it, but I was in the midst of it. They're still, still doing that. The Gucci and this and that. I just said to my father, he used to say, man, listen, man, we've been like that since, since the 30s. We always had to be ahead of the curve and, 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 this and show the people how to do it. But I always said, by this time, why don't they take a black or Hispanic or some designer and wear their stuff? Like, it's like... Because I think it's still the Jim Crow era thing because it's like the guys have to one-up each other. So I got this chain. I need the, uh, the, the next big thing. I got uh, I Lexus. Get now I need a Bentley. I need a... They, they want to always up the ante. I uh -huh. got this better than this person. Yeah. I mean, I gotta get Gucci with it on. Like, yeah. I want you. They, Gucci sells stuff without their name on it. But you gotta get it all up in your arm. But that's always been like that. It's gotta, you yeah. Know. I mean, listen. We we will spend our last dime on trying, like you just said, trying to look better than the next guy. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and that's the mentality that they have fed us for so many decades. That's why we have no 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 real community power because. The money that we're spending on the outside never comes back into the community, mm. yeah. right? So, you know, the Asians, the Jews, the Indians, everyone else knows how to put money back into their community. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, we're the only ones that well, take I, all I our said, money and put I it I said this as well, like... I'm proud of people, it. People, people always say I that. I just do it. They proud. I didn't get that from there. But people get always upset. Like, I, I, I remember I was somewhere and somebody was upset that the gay parade was so big and, and all this stuff. And then we had Juneteenth the week before. And I said, well, we had Juneteenth the week before and people didn't really show up like that. So if you guys are not showing up to the things that they're right, giving I you, take blame. how can you complain when people are showing up to these things? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's, it's something that has to be taught. And, you know, that's what the museum is here for. It's kind of like to provide a, a, a more understanding of how much power we actually have. Yeah. I mean, you've been working with New York, New York State and Eric Adams and stuff. How did that come about? Like, how did you? Well, you know, it took a minute. It didn't happen overnight. But, you know, me really just, you know, creating a vision of what this museum is going to do and mm. how it's going to do it and you know, how it's going to help New York City, how it's going to help New York State. And, 
slowly but surely the elected officials started to see the vision. Mm. And now <clears throat> they know when the museum opens across the street, we're going to have millions of people coming from all around the world. Yeah, not, not just here, it's all around here. Yeah. Because this is New York is the, you know, the main, especially this area. This area is, is up and coming, yeah. you know? Yep, so it's, uh, it's, you know, it's all about economics. They know that we're going to generate a lot of tax revenue, and tax revenue goes back into the city and the state. And, uh, you know, when people come here, they come to the museum, then they go eat, they go shop. Yeah. You know, they go do all kinds of different things. Shout out to Mayor Adams. I like him. I mean, yeah. I like, I, you know, I, I, like, I uh, like his style. Yeah, Mayor Adams is all about being black. Yeah. He, he's, he's... But he ain't no pushover. You know, he black. ain't no pushover. Yeah, nah, you know, he's just, when he stands at that, at that mic, and you know what makes him a threat too? Not a threat, like in a bad way, but as a black man, he was a police officer, came up through the ranks. Right. You know, because white people always want to take that police man to, like, I was a police officer, my brother, my uncle, you know, all that stuff. I like that about him, that he has that back. Right, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's got the... Um, and he's healthy. He talks about health. Yeah, he eats. You know, he's a vegetarian, and you know, he, he's just a good person, man. You, you sit well, down, with, you sit down with uh, Mayor Adams, and you talk to him for a minute, and he's all about what can I do to help, kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> we need more of that. You know, we need more people that want to reach back. You know, like my fraternity, you know, is Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated, and we're all about you know my brother's keeper, you know, reaching yeah. back to the next man and pulling them up in front of you. You know, so, you know, if we have that kind of mentality, then, you know, we can get a, we can start getting over the whole Jim Crow mindset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's uh, a hard one to get over. Well, how, how can people help, though? Like, what, can, you, can you explain how, how can anybody get involved that wants to get involved, maybe bring some artifacts? Yeah, I mean, we have a website. They could go to our website, uhhm.org. Um, you know, they can look in their closets, their garages, see what they have. That regular people? Regular people. What you want with this stuff? They may have some... They might have history. Oh, I got you, got they you. Got you got probably got they, something crazy, I didn't too. think of it like that. They got pictures. They got flyers. Yeah. They may have uh, rare records. They may have... You know, you, you never know what people records have. Too? We, we have thousands of records, man. Yeah. Like, like when, like when you said that, think about, like, like, people got stored pictures up. Like, when somebody died, they put on Facebook, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they, they sit next to the person that just died. And the, and, the, and the famous person, if you look at his face, he didn't want to take the picture. You know what I'm saying? The guy, the guy like, like, we friends, and the guy's like, you know, it's, it's, that's his frame when I see that. <laughs> Everybody want to be relevant. I knew him. No, you didn't. You seen him coming out and took a picture of him. But how how far how far is is like how how far are you gonna take it? For, is it a specific time period, or are you going just keep going and expanding? Yeah, it's the past, present, and the future. Well, that museum's gonna be around for three hundred years. It don't win. It's gonna be gone. Yeah. Long long after me. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. I saw that. I just wish people. I wish people would instead of. And I'm talking about us. Instead of us 
Like if you go on YouTube, you go on Instagram, and you beefing, I'm beefing with you, you beefing with me. The views go up to the, to the hill. Like I enjoy them beating up each other. That's what they want. This is huh. the whole Jim Crow mindset. Yes. You know, you put up something positive on social media and you'll get three likes. The minute you put up something, oh, that motherfucker, this, that, mm -hmm. you'll see you got like 120 likes and 75 comments. Yeah, and that feeds you. You say, oh man, I gotta do this again and again. And get it again. Yeah. It's, it's gonna, like a crutch. Are you gonna put the, uh, the social media influence, the hip hop influence on social media? Or is that part of the museum as well? Yeah, of course. All of that? What do you mean by that? Yeah. How hip hop has influenced social media? Oh, yeah. It's like... Man, these people, these people made so much money over hip hop. They, they send their kids to the best schools, you know, five kids to one class and all that stuff. You know, you seem like you grew up like that. No, no. You I, had good parents. I, I went, yeah, I had great parents. I could tell. Great parents went to a They had good school. hair, too. My, my, my <laughs> son went to a prep school up in Massachusetts, you know, so five kids, 10 kids in the class. Don't hate, man. See, I ain't hating. I'm, I love that. I want to hear that more. We, we, you know what I'm saying? We ain't always downtrodden. I, I grew up, my parents did pretty, pretty well too, you know? That, but but I, I remember being around our people and you had to mask it. it it's like, it's, oh, you grew up where? Oh, you ain't us. Like, that, that, but that goes like you, what you said. It's like, you gotta be inferior. You know, you had to hide. I had to hide all my, you know, my ski things on my, on my thing. Remember you wear them on right, the thing jacket? Right. Yeah. I had to take them off when I got to school. <laughs> yo, I, yo, I, we all had to eat out the same bowl of cereal. You know, I had to, I had to act like that. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> but that's how, you know, that's how I grew up. You know, but that's, you know, that's, that's another thing. It's like, what do you think about, you know, just a side note, what do you think about this Kyrie Irving? Um, not so much, um, uh, I can't think of his name. Damn, Kanye. Kanye. Not so much him, because he's all over the place. But the Kyrie thing, I think, was kind of um, heavy-handed. Um, I think it was... So, I know Kyrie. I, I used to run the Gauchos basketball program, and... My son and Kyrie played on the same seventh grade AAU basketball team. So Kyrie's a good kid, but he's a little nutty. Well, I know he said it was flat in the world. Yeah, you know, so, you know, he, he's got some views that he just should not, like, you know, you're, you're a public figure. Don't say things that you know is going to get you in trouble. But he does it, and he does it over and over and over. But what he doesn't realize, what he doesn't realize is that that's part of our fault. But he has nowhere to come fall back to. If we had the, if we had the so-called power to, then he would have somewhere to run to, to the bosom of his people. Mm -hmm. But when he run to us, we ain't get out of here. We, you, yeah. you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Man? So you got to, just like it's, you said, you got to be careful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easy for somebody with a dashiki on, on YouTube with, with three views. And he's talking about, you know, you, you know it's easy right. for him because he's looking right. for views. Right. But, but when, you, when you got it, you have to protect it. Yeah, yeah. You can still get your point across. I like the message that they're doing now. I see it seep in, the young people like him and, and a couple other people. 
They're saying we are against all type of discrimination, even against us. Right. That's the right message. That is the Not right message. Not that. You know what I'm saying? This is like a, a it's simple, but it's, it, it, it's worded right. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, that's, we need to have more of that. Yes. I agree um, with that. You know, the problem is, you know, we, we want to protest Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, but we're killing each other in the community. Yeah. How can you say Black Lives Matter and you got black on black crime going crazy in, in your neighborhood? And then when you, then because I call up, I've been on um, Howard Stern show for years. But when I, because I love talk radio, when you call up a black state, I mean, it sounds like primitive now, but back then, when you call up black stations and say that, they get mad. Oh, we're not talking about that now. When are we going to talk about the crime in our neighborhood? When are we going to get around to it? Mm-hmm. You got to wait around for a police officer to shoot somebody to, 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 for us to come out or knee on his neck. They, they got people shooting each other all day in Chicago. You can't blame that on the so-called white man right. all the time. Exactly, exactly. exactly. And, and you know whose fault it is? I don't know if you agree or disagree. It's been my mom for years. I used to ask my mother and father that. It's partly women's fault because of the men and the guys that they pick. Right? If you if you if you if, if, if you got a, a a a puppy, a pit bull puppy, or any type of dog, and it's beautiful, it's cute and everything, but you keep them out in the back, in the backyard, tied to a tree, and don't show him no love, he gonna be mean and just right. like a, just like a, these kids are ten years old, blow your head off. Right. They not happy. Right. Even they got on the sneakers, five hundred dollar, the Montclair jacket, two thousand dollars for the jacket. You know, it's still so angry. So there, there is something to say to that. Listen, see, uh, but oh, it's, not, it's, it's not. <laughs> but you can't put the blame. <laughs> Listen, on women. mothers and fathers. The 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 the, the problem is us. Yeah. Having kids and not taking care of our kids. Very, very cool. And leaving the work to the mother, and the mother doesn't know how to raise boys. But she knew this guy. She knew he was like, it wasn't a surprise. Right. This is true, but it's still our responsibility. Even, even if she knew the guy, yeah. As the, a guy man. The, the guy should know okay. how to not be... A jerk. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right? True. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I, I just, I love to blame women. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married 30 years. I want to blame women. <laughs> oh, Anything shampoo you want to ask Rocky for, before we go get out of here with this? Man, I have a good time. And, um, I want to It's an amazing thing that's, that it you're is. doing. It is. I will definitely be in the museum a lot. And I'll, I'll definitely encourage everybody to come to the museum whenever it's open and come to this revolution of hip-hop little section that he has going on it's very informative you can learn a lot if you don't know anything about hip-hop come here and you'll learn for sure look at my man yeah they can't see that shampoo wonder mike (laughs) i told him it's wonder mike on the screen (laughs) now that ain't his head he had a burn you guys can see it's like a big boom box it's two Screens in the boombox. Nice. I it's put the picture dope. on Instagram. Yeah, we'll put the, we'll take the pictures of it. So be on our Instagram, Boom Space. Yeah.
Right. Anything you, you want to leave the people with? Uh, no, you know, just uh, get ready for the Universal Hip Hop Museum. We open in 2024, and you can become a member now. So oh, if, you okay. want, if you want to get involved with the museum, become a member. How are you becoming a member now? Go to our website, pick whatever level of membership you want. Sign up for it. And sign up. What's the website again? UHHM.org. Nice. Is there a podcast section to this museum? Also? We, 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 we have podcasts. Not pitching us. No, I'm just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm one of the founders of this podcast. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I am. Yeah. People don't give me the credit, but I am, though. Hey, you got to get the girl's number to get anything else from her. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow somebody going to know that. Right. I hear that. Have a good time, though. Yeah, Thank you for having me. Thank you. Cool. Thank, Thank you, so you guys for coming. And, and um, again, we had a great time. Nice meeting you, Rocky. And Definitely always nice. A pleasure. <laughs> but but uh, this is the Pooh and Space Show. And remember, a big shot ain't nothing but a little shot that kept shooting. Take care, folks.